0: Sorry if we offend anyone cuz we might swear a little bit.
1: Apologies every now and again we will be talking French throughout this. I'm a geezer. I'm
2: a geezer. I am a geezer. Geezer. And I and I and I have and a, I have a problem. problem.
0: Problem. Problem. Being a geezer ain't always fun and games. But you ain't alone. You're locked into the Free the Geezer podcast. It's Scotty Stacks. Danny Graff, Johnny Dutch. Sh- AKA The Manor. With the help of the gorgeous Dr. Gareth. Gorgeous. And the cast of very special guests. A few boats and that. Going to be solving your problems, our problems, stripping away stereotypes. Speak your mind. Free the bird. Free the geezer.
1: Right, we are here, The Manor. This is the Free the Geezer podcast. We're talking right now about cash in hand, about saving money, about protecting yourself, debts and all that. We make reference to it on the EP, Wise Up.
3: Wise Up, we do. I've got a good verse about this on Wise Up. A very good Well, word. listen, we've had a lot of good submissions from the fans in on this. It's affecting us all, and we get to the bottom of it in this podcast.
1: Everyone right. struggles saving. Everyone does. So Everyone right now, we're going to get out to the fans right now. We're speaking straight to you. Have you found... Saving
0: money. Have you saved any money? Have
3: you saved
1: any
0: Have you spent all your money? And later on this podcast, we're going to be joined by the lovely Iona Bain. Lovely. She runs the YoungMoneyBlog.co.uk, and uh, she's not associated with Little Wayne or Birdman.
3: Of course she isn't. She saves you money. She saved me three hundred pound already. Remember, if you haven't already, like,
1: subscribe, and rate the Frida Giza podcast, so we can keep the talking going. I don't get serious about a lot of things. I'm gonna get serious. Oh, yeah. I like am. Oh, I'm gonna get f- no fucking way. serious. Yeah, oh, I will get serious. No yeah. way. Yeah, I will. No yeah, shit. I, I don't believe
0: you. I will. I don't believe you. Don't call me he's out. He's got I a fucking... reason. Yeah, he's gonna do it. I've got a lot of
1: family it. that with... it's affected him. I've not. It's one of the only things I don't struggle with gambling. But yeah. I feel like it's. I do. It's funny that, isn't it? You don't. is funny, isn't it? I, mate, I thought because your family. And not not like the that, way I'm... your
0: mind is. Exactly. Because you're
1: obsessive as well. We were just talking about And outside. compulsive. I was saying, I think I gamble so much in my own life <laughs> that <laughs> I, I
0: don't feel like I need to do it <laughs> online. Well, I gamble, <laughs> I gamble mate, you don't, you don't
1: leave your ass. What gambles you take? When I go out and have a drink and I go out, I gamble. I call it on. He does. Oh,
3: my... oh, oh, oh. You got a text. God You got it. a
2: text here. Go on, Jim. Give us a text, please, mate. What oh, have we got? This one's from Jack via Instagram. Okay. I've got a story about my gambling problem. I'm now nine months clean. I go to GA every Thursday. i got myself in £45,000 worth of debt with loan companies and also borrowing off friends and families. Lost untold friends of my local manager due to my antics. I've seen that light now and got a new job uptown. Loads of friends, still got loads of geezers who stuck by me.
1: Okay, no, I get it. It's not a question. He's, he's, he's seen his way through it.
3: I think uh, a lot of people don't. Yeah, exactly. You're, you are one of the lucky ones, then, mate, to be fair. There's been a lot of stories recently, and we've seen it around our group of mates. It's a big problem gambling. For me to enjoy a football match, I can't watch it without having a gamble. And it that's is part of not. the reason, I'll tell you why. Part of, some of the reason is because before you get a Premier League match or a Championship match or a Liga match, you have a normal advert break. It comes back to Martin Tyler, they do the team lineup. And then you have another one advert break, which is a Paddy Power, Bet365, Sky Bet advert, where it almost encourages you to bet. You cannot, basically says, you can't enjoy this game if you don't put some money on Harry Kane being first scorer. So I've bought into that. I've, I'm, I'll hold my hands up and say that I've you know, I've got a little bit of a problem with that. And I think a lot of people have as well. So I, I completely can sympathise with you on your story. Yeah, okay. I think it's
0: part, part of the reason that I... I actually stopped gambling for a long time. I do a tiny bit now, but nowhere near the volume or scale that I used to. Because like, of exactly that. <clears throat> like, I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wasn't interested yeah. in football. Obviously, yeah. Palace, I, unless it was something to do with Palace or if it was top level, I wasn't interested with football anymore if I didn't feel like I was making money. Or, or there was the side of it is that if I watched it, I'd constantly be thinking, "Ah, oh, the fucking bet on him scoring yeah, today." Yeah. When you feel like you should have placed a bet, a winning bet that you didn't, you lose you, actually, away, you feel yeah, like yeah. you've lost. Yeah, like yeah.
3: it's weird. The one thing as I'm, I'm most guilty of is, uh, and I know my my good pal Lager Lou, would agree with me on this: request of bets, corners, betting on. So you're not betting on goals anymore. It's not about who wins the match. It's about how many corners there are. Many,
1: I, I half like the only thing I like about the request. Of how bets many cards? Is is the fact that it sort of brings. Enjoyment to aspects of a football match yeah. that ain't enjoyable. Because in a lot of a football game, you've got so much stoppages, some of the things in bollocks yeah. that is stoppages, yeah. yellow cards, and yeah. you ain't. bro. when we when we the only time we ever won a good bet was with Lou.
2: Yeah.
4: And I was
1: skinny. <laughs> I was Of course I was with Lou and we went gym and it was a two, it was two matches, and it was corners, bookings, all that, and we didn't even watch the first game. Went gym, come out, and we're like halfway through, we didn't have it, and then we come out and we're like we got it how got much money one. was it
3: for Dan it
1: was for two grand but I'd only put 20 quid on I was skint it was when it was the start of last year when we, were, we needed the money for the tax bill tax man stuck in a deal we had no money whatever and I, ne- I actually needed the money <laughs> and I have just thought fuck it I'll back you on this for no reason I don't really bet but then we come and watch the second half we watch the game um, the second game Man Liverpool, City Liverpool man City. Yeah. had a roast in our first half we needed one corner it was 44th minute the corners coming. in we're like we're still in the fucking game we're still in this yeah. and in the second half it's got closer and closer. I keep going, what do we need, Lou? What do we need? And then we needed one yellow card in the corner. We've had the corner. It's the 87th thing They brought James Milner on. We needed a yellow card. We were like, this is our boy. James <laughs> Milner. And, mate, literally within a minute, James Milner's run over geezers on the halfway line. James Milner's run 40 <laughs> yards to slide this, slide this fucker out of the fucking pitch. He's done him straight off. It was a great feeling, but I always feel with gambling, I don't chase that Let feeling. Let me tell you now.
3: Let me tell you now, because I've had their moments as well. They're very few and exactly. far between. Like I'll, I'll be honest, every single weekend I watch the football and I put on same twenty pound request a bet. I put on two, three of them for twelve pm kickoff. I put on two, one for the midday kickoff, one for the uh, three three pm kickoffs. That flops. I put on another two. Before you know it, and then this is the, this is the only good thing that Skybet does, right? And Bet three six five and Paddy Power. They show you your plus and minus. If you go into the app, you can find out how much money you put on. And how much money you've won back. Because yeah. you don't realise how much money you're spending.
0: But that's, mate. But, that, but that's the thing. I feel like it's no, you, it's, you disguise it to yourself mm. as, as a desire for gain or a fear of loss financially when really you're not chasing the money like that. No. It's like Merce, isn't it? Merce always used to say, like he'd done thousands and thousands chasing gambling, but it. he never withdrew. He never withdrew. And this is someone who had big wins as well as big losses, but he never withdrew from the account because it weren't about that. Right if we're going to get a little bit technical
1: here, should we bring in a doctor? I think we should. I think it'd be good. What do you think gambling?
5: It's, um, <clears throat> it, it stimulates, funny you mentioned drugs, it stimulates the same part of your brain that drugs stimulate. Yeah. So, you yeah, get, awesome. and, and so, it's um, a bit called the striatum and it causes a release of a chemical called dopamine which makes you feel happy. Yeah. So, for years and years and years, we treated it as a behavioural disorder, like something compulsive, like uh, like a habit. But actually, it's much nice. more of an addiction. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you start starts off small. You get that little sort of buzz that you get. You know that sort of thrill that you get from eating a good meal, having sex, taking drugs. You so get it's that. It's a chemical. It's a, a mixes, chemical. Yeah. yeah. And then the more you gamble, the more your brain gets used to it so you need to gamble more, more. Yeah. and then you need to gamble more. And it, and that, that's how it sort of builds It's exactly the same as a drug book at all. I'll
3: tell you now, coming from my personal background, I don't want to talk about all Jamaicans, but for instance, my father, the, the family house we live in, he won a, a TriCaster back in 1982, which bought the family house. Mm. So from that point forward, we've always been gamblers in our family, but that is a fundamental thing, was that. It, it was it, it taught you from every Saturday since then. I've grew up. My dad's down the bookies.
0: There is a gambling culture like this. So look, look, I've been looking this up. Right, nine million people in the UK gambled to wow. some at some point. Nine right. So you're talking you're talking fifteen percent of the country that's near crazy. enough.
5: Without that, like, right? that's and regular take... though. But if you look at everybody, even doing the lotteries, gambling. Well, this, so. well, that's
0: what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. So you've got apparently uh, in 2017, twelve percent of eleven to sixteen year olds. I said that they'd gambled, like, properly, not having a little bet with their mates. Like, they'd they'd somehow found a way to gamble, Mm. right? And now I know in terms of as soon as you're old enough now, I know if your friends, little brothers and that, as soon as you're old enough, first thing you do, you go and sign up to betting apps, right, and start gambling on your phone, right? And do you think that potentially the lottery the lottery culture and the fact the lottery is such an institution you see these massive big wins and these success stories is that part of that sort of desensitisation process well, look, but
5: people have gambled for like yeah. since they made dice there's yeah. nothing wrong with gambling Conquers. right it, that, gambling's alright it gives people a bit of a thrill it's when it becomes like this guy here becomes 45k worth of debt do you know what I mean I mean, I've had I've had patients who've yeah, well, usually not the gambler, but the wife of or the partner of they come home and the house is gone, yeah. and because yeah. they didn't know, because you can keep it secret. That's yeah. the thing. And that's and, the and worst.
1: I've had it with
2: people. Yeah, yeah. and the,
5: the and they said thing. they're sneakily gambling, or they will you know they they'll go straight down to the bookies as soon as yeah. as soon as they get paid on payday. They come home and there's nothing for the kids, and there's you know, and and then they're borrowing and they're borrowing and they're borrowing and hiding envelopes. And that's when it becomes an issue. I mean, putting an odd bet on a football match is fine. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, but it's when you can't afford it, is, it. You know, my
3: old man still runs the building firm, but I was I worked with him for many a year, and there was a couple geezers on the building site that had real, real addicted problems when it comes to gambling, and it would come to a case where they get their wages on a Saturday, and they and I've got this in my news in our new song on Wise Up. I speak about this in my verse.
1: It's a sick verse. It's, it's a sick verse. No, nice one. Nice yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. one. But it was built on real things. There was a guy, I won't say his name.
0: Wise Up, which is a
3: track on our new. Wise Up it's a track on the our new Frida Geezer EP. Well, you get your wages at lunchtime and you're straight in the lab brooks yeah. on a roulette. I'm talking about
0: working class people where
3: it and is yeah. killing people.
0: My gambling, for a lot of it, was I used to, at one point, I was betting a lot and I was doing quite well when I decided that one day I was a professional gambler. So I, like, I, be, I, be, I, be, I was making loads of money and you know, I started betting on cricket, right? Because cricket was... I, I, had a, I had a theory behind it anyway. And I used to do real good at cricket. But then I remember I woke up one morning with hangover. I woke up late and I'd missed the start of the uh, England-India yes. test match. right? Alistair Cook was in and he was scoring runs. Right? It was a good pitch. <laughs> be- beautiful, beautiful sunny beautiful sunny day. Alistair Cook's knocking the ball all over the park. I'm thinking, True fuck, I'm going to miss... I'm missing out. I'm missing out of money here. <clears throat> so I used to bet on um, batsmen to score over or under a certain amount of runs. So literally, I've woke up. I've turned on Sky Sports. I've got one eye open, like sleep in the other one. I grabbed my phone quickly, signed in. Saw Alistair Cook on um, 25 runs, right? And it was for him to get over say 36 runs. It was near enough evens. So I backed that straight away. Next ball in four seconds after I bet, cook gone. Little prod, little prod outside the off, like he always does. <laughs> so now I've just lost 300 quid. So I'm thinking, fuck, like, I'm not even awake yet. Like, <laughs> and then so I've gone, in, I've gone into, I've looked, at bet three, I've looked at bet 365 and I've seen a um, second, se- yeah, second, second, second division uh, French side called Chateau. Right? And I've uh, noticed, I've been keeping an eye on this little French side because they was on a bit of a run. As you do, they were 1-0 up at home against team bottom of the league.
5: They're not playing cricket.
0: Cricket's fuck me. So I'm looking on the app side, I need to win my money back quickly, right? I'm still pretty, sort of, I might even be asleep. So fucking, I I said, Shatteru, right? 1 nil up. About 11 minutes to go. Put a monkey on them. 500 quid down to 300 pound back. Bang, conceded instantly. Four seconds. (laughs) That's good. And then, and then, and then, and then, like, I thought, fuck me, what's going on here? Then I fell back asleep. Then I woke up. Thinking, was that a dream? And it wasn't. And I was, I was eight hundred pounds down. And I, was, I, like I was eight hundred pounds down. And I hadn't, I literally hadn't even woken up yet. Gotta have a cup of tea you know before I mean? you do anything. Yeah. But then, but then, but then, there's the other side of it. I feel like we going on to the roulette, and I know people that have lost big money in roulette. And the roulette for me is an even more interesting one, which which I like to ask you about, Doctor G, because the thing about sport, at least you've got that kind of. The, the passion for a sport or the interest in a sport, yeah. and you've got something to, something behind it that suggests to you that you're, you're being smart here and you're trying to do something clever. Whereas roulette, right, especially the machines in the bookies, roulette and slots, you know, are statistically against you. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're just you know chance. that there is a much more likely chance of you losing yeah. than winning. So yeah. what the fuck possesses someone to go and put their money in a machine where they know they're probably going to lose.
5: Good. well, there's two, there's two kind of asking about why do, why do people gamble, right? So there's two different types of ways that people gamble. There's one like betting on a football match or playing a game of poker or something with a skill involved or this, you, you know, you, you follow the horses and you kind of know what form people have. So you've, you're kind of investing and you're getting rewarded for your, your kind of, your knowledge base, I suppose. And that, is when people want to feel excited and up, and you know, get that sort of feeling of euphoria. Then there's roulette and slots, which is just mindless, no skill, and that's when people really don't want to focus on the other shit that's going on in their lives. So, <clears throat> so they're just sitting betting and up like pushing a button. Yeah. And they did, I mean, they did these studies in with rats. If you put them in a, in with this food dispenser, and every single time they push the button, they get food. Right? They just push the button until they get really full, and then they go and they sleep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you put it in one where every time they push the button, no food comes out, like they do it, and they get really pissed off, and they get, then they go and get depressed in the corner. If you get one that randomly gives out food yeah. every time it pushes it, the rat will sit all day and all night just oh, pushing it, all day pushing just pushing it, because it, it. it gets it's called intermittent reinforcement. If you want to be posh about it, yeah. and that's the that's the strongest way of training something is yeah. by that's like if you're training a dog, you don't give it food We're every time it. it comes back, yeah. you give it well, randomly. Pavlov's dog, yeah, it's a conditioning thing. And basically, people get into this way of just sitting, on, you know, on the slot machines, pulling it. Yeah. Because they just get focused on, it stops them thinking about anything Masochist. else. Well, I've never, Masochist. mate. That's
0: one thing, one thing with a Fruity. I can put, I can put a tenner or a score in a Fruity and think, I've enjoyed playing that Fruity for 10, 15 yeah. minutes. Do you know what I mean? But then I suppose at the same time, there's none of that, there's not that little voice in the back of your head with a Fruity mm. saying, oh, listen, if you go again, you might win thousands. And I feel yeah. like with roulette, especially, like, yeah. roulette, that's with roulette, especially, and I feel like that's when you get... Because there's, no the 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 there's no spectacle There's no and the fact just it's just that it's instant. It. Yeah. The fact yeah. it's instant. The worst thing you can do is go and play roulette the first time and get a big win. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because then all, all of a sudden, that. you've got that taste. You've got. You I won
1: Grand National. First time I've ever bet. I, won, I bet a score. I, I told her, oh, I want to bet 50 quid. I want to bet all my birthday money. She said, nice. How old are you? Eight? I was like, Eight. I was eight. I was, eight, I was eight, I had 50 quid, I was like, fuck it, I'm balling. I bet the score, the fucking, he wasn't He even close, he he won it, he was an outsider, I bet this geezer for some reason, and I was fuming because she wouldn't let me bet the 50. But yeah. yeah, I bought a Mega Drive, it was a good day, it was good sweet day. as. Showing your time. age there, Dan. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. So,
3: Coming In, in it's it's conclusion, to, boys.
5: He'd recognised it a problem when he went to Gambler's Anonymous, and that's the thing, is that yeah. if, you, if you're hiding it, you're running up debt, all you're thinking about and doing is gambling, you're you're borrowing from your friends, you're stealing from your uh, people. Get yourself some help. Recognise the science. Because it is an addiction.
3: Make sure you know what your friend is borrowing money for. This is a separate uh, situation. Make sure you know because if they are doing it, because a lot of people have borrowed money Some, from me to gamble, right? You don't ever get it back. So, it, and it, Not it, even
4: it, that. You're
1: encouraging. The thing is, it's only I've had it close people where you're giving them money but until yeah. you actually realise, they're not going to tell you, but when you realise that you're actually giving it for are you're, you're actually feeding it. You're not mm. helping
0: them. Because you you're, you're them just feeding the thing because they're only going to use it again. For Especially with a gambler, well, you you're never going to get it back because they're always the going to gamble what they it's win. Worst one, mate.
3: If it's you like ever, anyone asks you more money, to, money to get out of a hole, ask them what a hole they're in. That's the only question I'd, I'd, I'd give them. But yeah. Oh, oh hello. Someone at the door. We got to get this a bit early, it guess it, early?
1: for. drinks? Is it drinks? Jim, is that, is that some drinks? It, it fucking wants to be a drink. yeah Here it's Jim with
3: the
0: drinks. Thank you so much, Jim. You need to work on how you're pouring these pints, More than that.
3: Oh, we got a,
2: blur, got a text. Jim, Far away, mate. This is from AJ via Instagram. I used gambling to mask my other issues I had going off. Gambling £600, sometimes £700 a day at one point. But for those three hours of betting, all my other issues disappeared. I used gambling as a coping mechanism, a very expensive one. My broad thinking was money comes, money goes. And losing these sorts of funds wasn't really an issue. I couldn't control it. When I got down and angry, I just used to bet. I'm now trying to suppress the urge by finding other channels to occupy my thoughts. The bigger challenge, though, is to address the other issues and influences that drove me to gamble in the first place. Respect, lads. Keep the talk going.
1: Big up, AJ. Well, uh, respect for reaching out about that. The
3: thing about this, going back to what we were saying a minute ago, It's a it's the culture of living in the moment. This is the one thing I've found uh, I, during my 20s is that I've always lived in the moment I live for now if it, if I can afford tonight a Saturday night out if I've got £20 in my pocket I'm going out I'm not saving that money I'm going out I'd rather enjoy myself now and think about what's going to happen later yeah. what i found growing up is that you are more well equipped to deal with life if you can think ahead it's a
1: question of because you got I feel like you've got two types of you got people like us, generally speaking, You're, you sort of flip between the two, but you've got people who live in the moment and just enjoy it as it comes, mm. and then you've got people who plan ahead yeah. who don't really enjoy it enough. But then they've the people who live in the moment have got less opportunities to enjoy themselves. Yeah. People okay. who plan ahead have got all the opportunities but don't really don't, enjoy
3: but it. But don't enjoy it. That's the, that's this is the problem. Where it's about balance. It is about, OK, cool. When it becomes critical, when that £700 is your last £700, <sighs> Let's have a little think about, okay, what can I do with that £700? If I can take £200 out of it or take £100 and have a gamble and then I might spend £200 on buying a suit for a job interview or whatever, let's have a think about what we do with the money while we've got it. The thing is,
0: it doesn't really fit in. The problem with that is that doesn't really, that kind of cautious nature doesn't really fit in with someone who's a big gambler. Yeah. most of the time. Like, like to, for example, like I remember when I thought I was a professional gambler, right, I used to sit there and you'd get a big Confession. win and I'd sit there and think, right, so that was... another
1: professional dickhead. Like...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do this for a living, yeah. I'm a fucking That's why idiot. That's I don't do it You're a of delusion, by squatting I know, the thing is, you know what it was? I wasn't even, I even lost mad amounts of dough. I felt proper addicted. Yeah. Like, I was spending so much time. And, like, you know, mate, eventually I was we'll smashing. Do. Yeah, 100%. We'll. I, mate, I definitely did well out of it. But it wasn't like I didn't get a mad problem. I felt the mentality was like I was constantly looking for a bet. Do you know what I mean? But then the thing is, one thing I found, which again is my mentality a little bit more with money now, like you can be over cautious, but it's gonna come and go, isn't it? Yeah. So that's the thing. So really with gambling, you're better off when you have a big win, go and buy something. Just go and buy something. Like it's it's, it's not it's not your wages. Go and spend it on something stupid that you probably wouldn't be able to justify buying otherwise. My mum's Italian mate, his son. You go to his house and his house is full of gambling wins. He'd be like, I won that chandelier That's on hard. Napoli, That's hard. I like on it. Napoli yeah. in a, a Copper Italia right. 2009. I won that. I, got, I bought got my a motor off that. I did, yeah, well, this, yeah, that, and the other. Shit. And so he has his big, he has his big losses, yeah, granted, because he's a gambler, and all gamblers are. Generally, losing gamblers, right? You
1: should have a lost chamber as well, where he goes in and goes, all right. This is where we're wrong. <laughs> the,
0: f- pictures, <laughs> the pictures, pictures of tears. swimming pools full of my tears. <laughs> <laughs> everything is
1: pawned. Swimming my tears. Everything is pawned, and all the all the
0: family pictures of
3: family and friends is lost. No, like, but seriously, <laughs> very good point there because I'll be honest with you, I. For the wins I've had, and I've had some big wins as well, I could not show you a thing for it. If you've got a big win and it's make it count for something, this is where you know you've got an issue. If you leave that money in your Skybet, Paddy Power, Bet365, other betting apps are available, then
1: you've got an issue. Make it all count. Yeah, but
5: AJ's gambling because he's pissed off and he's sad and he's angry. So he's he's gambling, or was gambling, because he just wants to distract himself away from thinking about the bigger shit in life. So what you should do is go and speak to somebody. Like
1: yes. but nice, fully. I think, I personally, I mean, I've, I've thought this for a little while, <laughs> speaking to people, you'll see it obviously, but generally, speaking to people, just generally, so everyone really <laughs> needs to do it. It's not like a, it's not specific to anyone right. who's got an addiction. And it's not even a massive, like, it's not like you even have to delve too much. Just the fact of people saying like, what, what they feel. It's still
3: the sigma attached. The man- thing <laughs> is, and Dr. G, I'll be honest with you, this is, when we first signed our deal, yeah. right, I, I, was, I struggled myself because of the enormity of it. I was like, okay, my life's about to change. I didn't know what was happening at the time. I can honestly tell you, going to, and it was the, the NHS helped out, going and speaking to someone every week mm-hmm. so I could just not even compartmentalise my thoughts but just be able to package them and be able to deal with them a bit yeah. better. Listen, thoughts can run out of hand. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. The same with whether it's gambling, whether well, it's anxiety, whether it's, you yeah. know, fear of not being good Whatever happens, it can run out of hand. You need someone to, ref- to bounce
0: yeah. what's your, ideas What's your view on, on therapy and counselling for the everyday man?
5: People will talk about, you know, what STDs they've caught, whether they've got hemorrhoids, whether they've got varic, they'll talk about everything else, but they won't talk about the fact that maybe they're a bit anxious, or they're a bit stressed, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, they're not yeah. coping with this, that, and the next thing. And actually, everybody has goes through difficult times when they can't cope, of course. right? And we all need someone. And if, the thing about speaking to a stranger, Who's trained, or who listens to lots and lots of people's stories? And I've heard thousands, tens of thousands of people talking about well, tens of thousands, I mean, a few thousand people talking to me over the course of my career. Yeah. We're not unique. Everybody thinks. Everybody sort of thinks the same. We all carry the same worries, but everybody thinks that they're unique. They're the only ones that think like this, or they're the only ones that feel like that. And actually, speaking to somebody. Help, sometimes just normalizes it. You just need to think. No, that's, you know. that's the word. Yeah. yeah, it's just normalizing. Like, yeah. it. You know, if you if you sign a record deal and you come into a lot of money, how do you cope with that? How does it deal with your, what you're going to do with your friends? How are your family going to feel? Yeah. All of these things change. You know, your, your status sometimes, yeah. and sometimes that's difficult to deal with. So any big change in somebody's life, yeah, talk to somebody. Helping I, helping yourself process <clears throat>
3: change. Yeah. That is it. The thing about it, you, you will adapt eventually. Yeah. It might take some people longer than other
0: people, but you have to be able to
3: process change yeah. and it, yeah. sometimes you need help yeah. processing
0: change. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. I mean, it's something that I spoke, I mentioned on Instagram as well and I feel like, because you know, obviously suicide's the biggest killer of adult males. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I feel like, especially for blokes and, and I, don't, I say I say young blokes. I'm a fairly young blokes, so I don't understand the mentality elsewhere. But I feel like with blokes, it's probably a little because we're gen, generally—I know it's a big generalisation—generally are less open about our emotions yeah, yeah. than females. The thing is, with, with girls, even if they hide something, if, if the girl, the closer a, a girl gets towards breaking point, she's probably gonna gets reaches a point where she's gonna find one of her closest friends yeah. and fucking have a big cry yeah. and say, "Look, this is it." But I feel like that's the paradox of blokes because yeah. no bloke. Wants to break down in front of their nah. mates. So the worse you get, and the closer you get towards breaking point as yes, a bloke, go, yeah. the more mm-hmm. you, 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 the less likely you, you are to like talk yourself. to someone I don't I don't about it. Know, the girls
5: are better at talking than yeah. boys are. And there's there's all this talk recently about this toxic masculinity stuff that's yeah. that's going on and how you know men treat women badly. Actually, men treat each other badly. Yeah, yeah. And and they don't listen. And they don't they don't. Um, they're like, oh, come on, mate. Just get a pint and forget about it. You know. don't So sure, we
1: are a lot more. I could just speaking from our group. We're a lot more horrible yeah. to our mates than I've ever been to a girl yeah. in my life. Yeah. We're fucking terrible
3: to our friends. Yeah, of course we are. Terrible. Yeah. The closer it, it, they are, it's, the worse It's an, an opening. It's, you know what I see? And, uh, and I'll be honest with you, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will have the same situation. If someone gives up a little bit of a flaw... That's an opening. That's like having a. That's like having a. That's not yeah, like having kick a free him out jab. While he's that's, like, that's like having a free jab. It's like okay, you got that.
1: We're just very. We're very primal.
3: Put it, let's we right We are. We're very oh, we are. We are the most. We are the most primal. Fifty.
1: Well. I don't know how many thousand years it is. We've not advanced a tiny little bit. At all. <laughs> we are. But we're
3: trying. Back, Back to, the to the question. question. Uh, you've done well, no, very but he's well. trying. I feel like
1: he's trying to. He's trying. What's he saying? He's well, trying
5: see, to suppress... using suppressing other issues with yes. gambling. He needs to go and talk to somebody. The yeah. biggest challenge is to address issues that drove him to gamble in that the first means. place yeah. and exactly. that's when he yeah, he's... Yeah, he's hit, hit the nail in the head. Do
0: not keep yeah. it to yourself. Don't yeah. try and find other ways to suppress your faults. Don't suppress them I mean, and get them out.
5: Yeah, there's, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with gambling. There's nothing wrong with drinking. There's nothing wrong with anything yeah. that's addictive. Unless it becomes an addiction because you're yeah. using it to mask something else, yeah. right? So it's like if you drink champagne now and again, it's lovely. If you drink it every night, it's just what you drink. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Gamble now and again, that's cool. If you're doing it all the time to, to divert away from something else, then that's that's a problem. Go and talk about what's causing you to gamble.
0: Yeah. What, what You've you got are. it right there from Dr. G.
3: The
0: truth. Hello, so, special guest Iona's here. Geezers
3: and girls, it's yeah. Iona Bane. Can you get Iona a drink, please, Jim? Thank you, Jim. 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 What did you learn to pour beers? <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you. Iona, I would love to know what, you, what you've what you done, because I, I know personally, i like for you to share it with our podcast listeners.
4: So uh, I started a blog all about money about eight years ago, <laughs> yeah. and the reason why was because I um, have been a musician myself. So I was earning money as a musician, not very much. Mm. What kind of music?
0: Don't mind me asking.
4: It was like pop jazz. (laughs) Um, So I'm a singer-songwriter and I play piano and I had a band as well.
0: Really? Yeah,
4: and I absolutely wanted to do it for such a long time and was convinced that was it for me. Um, And it was, you know, a few years after the financial crash, so I was optimistic about, you know, earning enough to be able to live on my own and have a music career and... Keeping because at that age, I was about 23. You're idealistic, right? You think
3: <laughs> we still are. Yeah, <laughs> don't
4: we're give still, up. Don't give up. To that dream. Don't worry about my idealism it. was slightly punctured when um, I used to put all my gig earnings in a piggy bank, oh. old, old school, of, right? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I thought, well, you know, it's there. I might as well put them in. And then I got home one night and I thought, God, I can't remember being this messy. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, God, it wasn't me, it was a baggler. So a mm. uh, baggler got into the house and the piggy bank was gone. And I've never had such a weird moment of being in my living room later on, talking to a police officer saying... Oh, I can't remember what colour the piggy bank was. I think it was pink. Did it have a tail? Not well, sure. You know.
1: So he nicked he nicked, literally nicked
4: He just nicked it. Your yeah. dream. It was about six hundred, seven hundred pounds in there. So wow. I was I was wow. gutted. And so that yeah, is course, such course. a lot of money when you're in your early twenties. So I just thought, you know what? Um I'm gonna have to learn about this. Yeah. And there was nothing out there that could help me get to grips with it. So I thought I'll just teach myself, I'll start a blog and that see amazing, see how yeah. I go. You've
3: <laughs> lost that money yeah. and you decided you want to go and find your own way. Yeah. You left music.
4: I did leave music. I still do music. I sing in a group. We do gigs, um, but I'm really happy that it's something that I can do in my spare time. Yeah, Yeah, and and, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys must know this. When you feel this pressure to turn what you love into a career, (laughs) kills it. How well? well, How do you manage? How do you You keep keep the love in it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking okay we've
5: got a
2: text so um this is from laura it says life's a struggle for everyone isn't it i spent far too much on credit cards and now have a baby who i'm worried will have to go without whilst i'm still trying and failing to pay off debt from a previous life how do I
0: stop myself?
4: Well, that's, yeah, that's a stop good spending, question. Stop spending money
0: on credit cards. It's interesting because mm-hmm. it's like, that's it's the credit culture mm-hmm. that we live in now, isn't it? And it hasn't always been like this. But for our for our age group, that's always been the way, isn't it? I remember when I turned 18 and I was walking through the Bromley, through the Glades Shopping Centre and there was a stand that offered me a credit card. I was mm-hmm. like, what, well, fucking credit card? I signed up for a credit card. It came through the post. I went and bought a PlayStation. That was it, 250 yeah. quid. Mm-hmm. And it was maxed and that's the thing now. But it's only been since, when was it, like the 90s? that you had this kind of con- consumer, late 80s, 90s, yeah. this consumer credit revolution, where yeah. it became the norm to buy things before you could afford them. Yeah. Now to the point where it is literally the done thing. Ev- everyone is in debt, isn't it?
4: But we don't have, like, we have on, you know, cigarette packets, we have warnings about what it can do to your health. So yeah. we don't have that with credit cards about what it can do to your financial health. It's yeah. so easy to get into, but it's yeah. so hard to get out of. So I'd say that Laura shouldn't feel any guilt or nah. anxiety or shame about it, because so many people are in that position. Oh, yeah. We have a really complicated relationship with money. It starts when we're really young. Um, I, d- I don't know, Gareth, you can back me up on this, but there is a lot of research that suggests that you form your relationship with money by the age of eight.
5: Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm shit with money. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank
5: you, Gary. cheer yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the reason, I'm, and
5: one of the reasons I'm really shit with money is my parents were really quite shit with money. Yes. They didn't have much money. To the extent I don't have a credit card because mm. I run debt, not a huge amount of debt, but it just worried me because it was on my mind it was this thing. But now, if you don't have a credit card, your credit score is not that great.
4: It really grinds my gears because when I said before that it's not mm-hmm. Laura's fault, I really do mean it in the sense that we've got a really, really messed up economy mm-hmm. in which we're so reliant on credit. And we also have this system where you can't do things where it would be, you know, perfectly good idea to save up for a house if you've mm-hmm. kind of figured out where to buy and mm-hmm. so on. But you can't do that unless you've got a credit rating Mm. and you can't get a credit rating unless you you borrow money. Unless you borrow money, yeah. And it's so messed up. And that's why a lot of um, young people, they either have this total aversion to credit and they think, oh, it's really scary. I don't want to go anywhere near it. Or they go headfirst into credit and get into loads of Mm. trouble. It's like a really extreme relationship.
0: As long as you can manage it, as long as you budget properly, if if you can use someone else's money, for something and you can keep your, your capital liquid, your your hard GDP cash liquid. Cost- and yeah. I but I'm a gambler in that sense that I will take everything that's available and, and back yeah. myself to do something with it. But mm-hmm. the problem, I guess, is that a lot of people aren't making a kind of quantified decision. No. Yeah. They're, just, they're just thinking there's money there.
4: It's not informed, absolutely. Exactly. And and it's because we're not taught about it really in schools.
5: I've got a medical degree, right? Sydney, I don't yeah. know what APR means. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, just 29% APR. What does oh, that mean? I I have no
3: economic, idea. I've
5: got an economics degree and I don't know what APR no. means.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Imagine that. It all keeps changing as well. So whilst you could teach it in school or at uni, you've still got to keep up with it as... Time goes on because things keep changing. So I think that's one of the beauties about writing a blog. You can keep on top of it. And so much has changed. And actually, things have got a lot better in the last five, six years, I'd yeah. say. You know, um, there are better products and services out there. There's more help out there. Um, it's it's not quite as... You're not as on your own as you used to be.
3: FOMO is costing our generation a great deal. FOMO's yeah. Ah, f- so. uh,
0: fuck, mate. FOMO, i will uh, bad. Mate, you're talking to... Talking You're talking FOMO, you talk to someone who can't right? not hear
3: someone say I'll be a big I'm talking crack level FOMO.
0: Like I'm <laughs> bad. It's bad. Bad. No, he's a bad, bad. FOMO I manager. Gets... Dr. G. He's a bad FOMO uh, If he
1: gets past 10 o'clock, I'm sweet. Once it's 10 o'clock and I think I can't go out now. I'm not mm. going to go out. There's no way. But yeah. why there's still the option there?
4: Well, this is it. It's all about psychology, isn't it? Because yeah. it's about how you see those opportunities. And in a way, I like to try and flip it so that if you end up spending so much money and it doesn't actually live up to your expectations, yeah. then Never you does. could say, you know what, that was my brain telling me in advance and I know it always happens that it's going to be so much better than it actually turns out to be yeah. and I've ended up spending more money than I really wanted. And it's just like you said before, getting to that age, perhaps it is a question of getting to it that age up, where is. you just have enough life experience where you go, you know what, staying out that little bit longer and going to that thing really wasn't worth yeah. it. Uh, listen, you, it's not worth you, it. You, it. you need not.
3: years of ca- countless years of being at after parties mm. and realising, okay, now's the time you go home.
4: Mm.
0: But it's not, not the thing is ahead. with it. Is. I ain't got a clue in that. Is still.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's totally understandable that millennials feel this really cute sense that they don't want to miss out, and that, you know, now's the time. This is us. We're young. This is our moment. Therefore, let's spend it. Um, like there's no tomorrow and the problem for someone like me is I don't want to say yeah, actually you should be thinking about your pension you know that's not going to work but I do think we were talking about this before we went yeah. live this being good with money is about thinking about the short term and the long term and balancing those two so in the, on the one hand thinking about how you can use your money to go out and have a nice time and yeah. enjoy your life but on the other hand being aware that tomorrow is going to happen hopefully and if right. it does, then if you are actually saving and doing things like that, you're giving yourself choices. Yeah. Um, so when Laura says that she feels like it's this never-ending process of paying off her debt, I just say, keep going. Keep, keep going. going. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, because you're going to get there, and when you get there, you're going to feel so proud of yourself.
5: Yeah.
3: <gasps> Jim, is that a text we got there? We well, got what a text, text This
2: one's from Nile via Instagram. Yes, madam Let's talk about payday loan debt. I was a muggy teenager that didn't know what he was getting into and now I'm slowly paying my way out at 25. It catches up on you and ruins your life if you lay it. Luckily, I've got a lot of good trustworthy people around me to help me through it but it got a lot worse before it got better. At one point, I couldn't even afford to pay £5.50 for a game of five a side. It's by far the worst kind of debt to be in. Especially at 18, 19 years old when you don't have a clue. No, it is. Free the geezer, lads. You lot were banging in Manchester the other
0: week. Cheers, no. Supporting yeah. the streets. Supporting the streets. Yeah.
4: So if you think credit cards are bad, let me tell you about payday loans, right? It was obvious from the start that they were incredibly corrupt products. They had bad practice baked into them. Yeah. And everyone That's who's in charge in this country of making sure that people do not get ripped up and screwed over by these products, completely failed to see it, until it was too late, until a bunch of people got themselves into debt with various companies ranging from Wonga right down to your smallest cowboy. And once that became apparent, they went, oh, all these people have been missold loans. I tell you what, We'll make those companies culpable. We'll we'll yeah. we'll slap them with um, mis-selling <laughs> accusations, and they'll have to refund everyone. Yeah. Well, these companies couldn't afford it, so now we've got thousands of people who are due compensation, rightly, because yeah. they were mis-sold these loans, and these companies have walked off into the sunset, like Wonga. They've gone into administration. And now we don't, well, even have, we don't even have the guys who are supposed to be looking after us, the regulators, etc., saying, don't worry, guys, we'll cover you. We'll make sure that you get the redress that you deserve. It's an absolute scandal. <laughs> and I feel so angry about it because anybody with eyes and ears and a brain could see that these were bad products yeah. that would tempt people into an unpayable loan that would just go on and on and on. And you have people who took out loan after loan after loan. And it just makes me so angry. I I, I know that's not helpful. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, of... no, 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 yeah, but it is no, helpful.
3: Because no, no. I, I feel... No, I respect the passion. Though. Yeah, yeah, because I feel so And, so I, and I do feel the same way. There is a... I remember once again when I was at uni, there was a, a row called London Road, and they had um, they sold elect- electronic goods. and They had the same thing. You could buy a certain percentage now and pay the rest of as you go. Listen, no one needs a TV that much, you've got to finance it. But mm. right, it was a way of trapping people.
4: It's like the, <laughs> new, it's the new loan shark. Yeah. So you used to have loan sharks, payday lenders yeah. were the equivalent. And the thing about payday loans is that they offered this really easy way to borrow for the first time. Because yeah. with a credit card, it's actually quite complicated to get one. Yeah. But um, with a payday loan, it was so easy. They made it too easy. So I'd say that if you're in a position where you feel like payday loans are the only way to borrow... It might be worth looking into credit unions because the biggest advantage with a credit yeah. union is that you're borrowing but you're also saving at the same time. And the guys who run it generally are good guys. Yeah. And they yeah. don't have this awful bad practice baked into their business models where they're just hoping to make a quick buff off you and ride off into the sunset. It's the way the
0: way the horrible thing about it as well is the it's the way they were marketed. Yeah. <coughs> and the way the way that they were sold to people. Yeah. Like just like they're this like kind of Helpful, God sent solution, and everything was, and it was not, not not, not to say they were actually, you, they were marketed, the heart, yeah. they were marketed at the the most hard up, and the most vulnerable, yeah, and and the possibly probably the, the least educated, yeah, as well, because you know it's like, it's like you say, you're obviously a, a, a very educated person. But the APR, this, that, and the other. They see mm. all these, these these warnings at the bottom, 2497.85% APR, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But it didn't say that in the advert, it just said, we'll give you 100 pounds now. Exactly. That gets you through till payday. Exactly. You give us £110 next week, and you're sweet. It doesn't say that you don't give us that £110. Four months later, you owe us five grand. Exactly. You, it's
4: all like... <laughs> the small print, and that's the point. People don't have time to study the small print. They're in a hurry, they want a solution, yeah. they get the product. I've got... And I've got family
3: price. that have been through it as well but what brought it home to me most we did um, BBC put out uh, a little docu-soap yeah. uh, recently yeah. where it was someone who'd killed by my debt killed by yes, my debt who right. to, and they used a lot of our music to,
0: um, for the soundtrack of it and it really hit home it was about a young a, t- a teenage boy who he, um, <clears throat> to watch it it's actually a great show uh, yeah it was on BBC 3 a teenage boy who he got, a, um, got his first job at 16 got a moped there his family bought for him. Uh, the moped broke down, and then he had to borrow money to fix it. He then got like a ticket from driving in a bus lane, um, and he, he got, the ticket started going up and up and up, and he couldn't ask his family for the money because he already owed them money for the moped. Um, it got to the point where the bailiffs put so much pressure on him that he ended up taking his own life mm. because of this bus lane fine. It's the bailiff culture as well, yeah. which something needs to be done guess, about. Yeah. Because, mm. the, the you know, I, I had it before like with a, um, with a parking ticket mm. that you, you ignore it and you ignore it and it adds up and adds up. <clears throat> and then I got a call from my mum. I wasn't living at home at the time. I got a call from my mum saying there were bailiffs, two, two big burly blokes banging down the door. Right, asking asking my mum and dad for money, God. and luckily I I got home, as my mum's card was in this geezer's card machine, right, and he was holding it about waiting for it to connect, right, and luckily I went over, I, I grabbed the card, and he was getting a bit leery, and I called my my next door neighbour, mm. and me and him got rid, and the thing is, and the th- these people they will sit there and they'll bully people, yeah. but a lot yeah. of the time what they do is they will take it there and they'll add money add on top money, of it yeah. and because people will just pay it. Mm-hmm. And really, you don't, all you owe is you still owe that £60, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden you've got this letter and it goes up and up and up. You get a big red letter in a brown envelope through your door saying you need to pay 500 quid or we're going to come and take your stuff away. It's disgusting.
4: What I would say is that if you're in a position where you're thinking, I've only got this option to take out a payday loan, then you've got to ask, what am I doing this for? Am I doing it for something that I really need? Um, because if I'm doing it for something I really need, then there's something there that needs addressing where a payday loan is not going to help you. Yeah. It's like a sticking plaster. Yeah. You know, you've know, mm-hmm. you got to identify the problem, yeah. not just treat the symptom. So if you're buying it, say, for a holiday, then obviously that's a question of, well, can I wait for this holiday? Can I save for this holiday? Can I do something else to get this holiday rather than getting into this really risky Um, business of taking out a loan Um, and then you know once you've made that assessment you can say okay well do I understand how much I've got to pay back when I've got to pay it back and am I in a position to do so and if you've satisfied yourself that that's the case then you know technically speaking I'm not saying that payday loans are a good idea but when it comes to any form of debt you know if you know what you're doing and you know you can pay it back then it can help you but I'd say for the most part, payday loans are not in that category. If you've got a, a debt that you are worried about and that's lingering and you are really worried about it, then I'd say there are so many good debt charities out there that can offer you free advice. You don't have to go and pay for a debt advice manager. You know, you can get free advice and they will help consolidate all your loans and get you back on track. So that's why I would say if you've got payday loans outstanding and you're worried about them. Yeah.
3: Listen, you're getting sold to every second of the day. Absolutely. So make sure you're you're weaponized. We're, so we're
4: selling you our EP Ask right now. Ask the questions. <laughs>
3: my, free the geezer, The EP. It's the most heartfelt <laughs> shit I've ever done in my life.
0: Okay, so right, the way we uh, wrap up every episode, Iona, which right. you won't be familiar with, right, is um <clears throat> as uh in in good Free the nature, uh-huh. we'll uh, talk about something typically. Uh, ungeezerish that we do. Is no. no. so it ungeezerish of something that is just
1: something Gild- yeah, gil- yeah, gil- yeah, gil- it deal with a guilty heartfelt? Gild- gil- so e- so something that you wouldn't like
3: to usually say. Something okay. a- right? I'm a geezer. Frizz freezer. Epileptic seizure. Right. <laughs> I listen to the Jules Michael old album once a week so, because it is one of the best. It's one of the best albums this country's ever produced. Jules Michael is a legend. I love you, bro. I love you, bro.
0: Rest in peace. Um, I'm Scotty Stacks. I'm a geezer and I haven't got a better rhyme than epileptic seizure. <laughs> um, but I, I've been using women's deodorant for a long time now. It's, it smells better and it's more sensitive on your skin.
1: Yeah, it's true. All right, my name's Danny Graft. I'm a oh, fucking geezer. I'm a geezer. Everyone knows I'm a geezer, but... I hide my feelings and my emotions behind my clothes. I'm not gonna be able to either much
5: longer, bro. I'm, I'm Gareth Smith, I'm a geezer, and sometimes I like to sing let it go from frozen in the show. And I, want to I, can't I, can't take I don't know all the words. I, I know all the words so as well. I'm, I own.
4: I'm my owner, I'm an honorary geezer. Yes. Yeah? Um, and I spend an obscene amount of money on beauty products right. in the vain hope that it will make me look better than I actually am. And I don't, don't want to do them, You,
3: you don't need them, no, girl. You don't need them. You look like Sands no. of You
0: look
3: brilliant. <laughs> I love you. Ah. Right, listen. That is what we could cut it there. Cut it there. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. And she knows <laughs> her money.
1: That's
3: a wrap. Love it. Thanks to Gareth. Woo. Thanks to Thank you, Thanks to, thanks on, to
4: Thank you, Iona. Thank you. Thank
3: you. <laughs> Bartley's will never fuck me again, I swear to God. <laughs> I've got Iona in my back
0: pocket now. <laughs> Another fantastic episode that was. How right, about that geezer that got himself into 45 grand's worth of gambling debt? That's maybe, fucking maybe. mad, isn't it? That's an house deposit. Yeah. Did i done a whole house deposit of the bookies in debt. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? But you can see what Dr. G was saying about it activates the same part as your brain as a drug. Do you know what I mean? And that's why it's so addictive. Iona Bain was lovely. Very important what she's doing. Yeah. Teaching young people about money and life skills. In my opinion, it should be taught in school instead of fucking... Pythagoras you yep. know what I mean but listen we did touch on some serious issues you or anyone you know have been affected by any of the issues or topics raised there'll be a list of websites and services in the episode info box where you can get help please like subscribe and rate the geezer podcast so we can keep the talking going see you next week when we'll be talking about dealing with hate we're going to have two special guests our expert for the day will be the amazing Paul Cannonville first Black Chelsea player and Love Music Hate Racism ambassador. And we'll also have the lovely Samira Mighty. Remember, keep it locked and free the geezer.